0: Log Talk Radio. What you are about to hear is real. No scripts, no actors.
1: Oh, hell.
0: Coming to you from the Janesville Community Radio Studio in beautiful downtown Janesville. It's the Open Knit Podcast. (coughs) Starring (coughs) Chad Sheridan.
2: How's my face look? Tender?
0: Andy Anderson.
3: Picture my beard being like some mid-eastern dude's weed
4: And the cast of characters I'm
1: proud to be the, uh, the first Asian-American on the podcast You do a lot of editing, don't
0: you? <laughs> Just hanging
2: out in the goddamn Dagobah system Well, I was trying to find somebody who could play a flute Oh, cool, I didn't know you guys were dicks <laughs> Put it
0: in there Either f- <laughs> that, or
4: you're the cook at Denny's for the next fifty years. I don't know how we talk, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Just hit him with a hairbrush. Beat him with a hairbrush. This is the Community Radio. This is the Open Mic Podcast.
1: Andy Anderson is not coming to your event. <laughs>
2: gentlemen
3: what up chad
2: says hey andy you made it i did make it this week you fought the elements and actually made it in it's dangerous out there tonight dude yeah it's crazy and you drove how far is it usually for you to drive like time wise uh usually it takes me like maybe 15 20 minutes what did it take you to like 22 oh dude it took me like
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> 23 24 <laughs> uh, it took me like an extra like
2: an extra 40
3: minutes yeah. i get here dude there's like Accidents all over the place. It's like an ice skating rink out there. People driving too fast. Yeah.
2: Crazy. For, any, for anyone that doesn't know, our listeners out away from Janesville, both of you, here, in case you're not watching the news, it's uh, very snowy and icy. It's been, well, like negative 100 for about a year, roughly, feels like. Yeah. And then today it decided to get up to like 34 and rain.
3: Yeah. And last week was crazy. I couldn't even make it to the studio because the road was closed. Got like halfway here, had to turn around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, today, like I got here in the, uh, I almost got stuck in the parking lot. It's like uh, it's
2: like an ice skating rink. Yeah, that's the second time. Uh, one of the shows that we did not too long ago that didn't turn out well, and you'll probably never hear it, but we talked about how I got stuck too.
3: Yeah, dude. And I had to have
2: brother Chris push me out. And that was after being warned by a couple of people not to park in the parking lot. And I'm just spacing out on my way here. Park, boom, up against a snowbank
3: head, yeah, dude, dare homeboys gotta to toss down some salt, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I was just thinking like what if like the lawyer comes? I realize we're just the the leeches, but what if one of the money payers comes and
3: well, we got her card if we need her. <laughs>
2: That's
3: right, That's all I'm saying.
2: We should call her. She's not up there. I just checked. I was going to have her come down and <laughs> be on the show and talk about you know, slipping and parking lots and stuff but but no, it's and I actually drove on the parking lot on purpose because I wanted to see how slippery it was. Because I actually had my truck today instead of my little Kia. <laughs> and it was slick. It was bad, dude. Oh, yeah.
3: <clears throat> Thankfully, I made it by the exit. So, should be okay by the time we're done.
2: Yeah, that's... Uh, I think it's, it's supposed to stay warm a little bit, for a little bit now, isn't it? It's
3: warming up, dude. It's supposed to get, like, 40 tonight in a heat wave.
2: Yeah. It really does feel like a heat wave after being, like, 40 below for so long. It was... One of those hurdy, you go outside and it hurts. was hurdy. They even canceled school a couple of days. Yeah. We got a, actually I got a weather report here that one of our faithful listeners and artist, the guy who drew our original picture, uh, sent this to us. And this is a little something about the weather here.
1: This is a North Dakota weather alert from the Weather Center in Crystal, North Dakota. It is fucking cold outside. Oops. Stay inside, dumbass. You will freeze your balls off. This alert will expire in May. <laughs> Stay tuned for further updates.
2: And that was in North Dakota. Now it's even colder in Wisconsin. Sorry about the curse word there. I, I forgot. Uh,
3: That's just how they talk there. Yeah, I don't know.
2: <laughs> That's North Dakotan for it's cold.
3: Like common language there. So, yeah, sorry about that.
2: Now, coming up, we have some guests calling in, but they also got stuck in the weather, so they're going to have to call. But uh, who do we got coming up, Andy?
3: We've been having some awesome guests lately, dude. Yeah, we have. Um, tonight, what well, we have uh, calling in is uh, there's a new TV show, a new sitcom they're trying to make. Um, it's called uh, Rock in a Hard Place, and uh, it features uh, one of the Baldwins, uh, Stephen Baldwin, actually, um, as the main character and uh currently they're uh uh trying to raise some funds on in uh, votes on uh, kickstarter.com and tonight we actually have we're actually going to have the uh the director of the show um Keith uh Romain, and uh the producer uh, Berdella Endres is going to call in tonight. That's going to be great. So uh, that's going to be pretty cool. And we're going to get to to learn all about uh how they make a TV show and basically how you start from from scratch and get it off the ground, and get it uh, you know pitched
2: to uh, stations and stuff like that. That'll be interesting. That's I'm gonna have a lot of questions for them.
3: Yeah, right now I guess today um, I got a
2: message and said that uh,
3: currently they uh, they reached their uh, their current goal for uh, for uh, Kickstarter to back a project. Oh, no kidding. Um, so that's really cool. So uh, thanks to everybody. We've been we've been kind of trying to share stuff uh, on Facebook and Twitter about it. Um, uh, for the last week or so. So uh, thanks to everybody for uh, going there and checking that out and, uh, and donating and, and liking their stuff.
2: Yeah, let's keep it going. i got to grab a pen one second here. <clears throat> oh. Uh, what did I do with my pen? Forget it. No, that's all right. Uh One more thing that I wanted to plug real quick. Uh, another show on Janesville Community Radio, you've heard me talk about them I'm a big fan of the Daddy O's Lunchbox, or (laughs) Lunchbox, Lunch lunch Bucket, excuse me. Uh, Usually they do their show on Tuesdays, but they have another live show coming up. And uh, I didn't actually make it to the last one. Uh, I was sick the night before their last show that they had at Main Street. Um, Oh, yeah. There was a UFC fight the night before. That's right. So I was sick the next day. It, uh... My wife claims it doesn't count as being sick when you're hungover, but I was trying, and I got up, and I ended up dozing off for quite a while, and then I woke up, and it was just too late. But, um, I don't think they're going to do another one January 26th at 3 p.m. Actually, with a hangover. That's probably what I needed was to go and have a Bloody Mary or something. But um, January 26th, 3 p.m. at Main Street Saloon. So, uh, oh, wow. Go out there and join Daddy O's lunchbox. I'm really gonna go this time, I promise. Yeah, I'll try to get out there for that. I was listening to it and I'm like, oh dang it, I should have went. Sound like they're having a good time. Yeah. They even talked about us a little bit.
3: Yeah, Daddy O's show is pretty funny if you haven't listened to that.
2: Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. They got a good a uh, good mix there. But yeah, so uh, Sunday, January twenty sixth, three PM at the dump, Main Street Saloon.
3: That's right. We
2: lovingly call it the dump.
0: Yeah.
2: Since he started doing a show there. I used to go there quite a bit when I was younger, but then I got older and yeah, it's kind of a dive now. <laughs> <laughs> Except on Sunday, January twenty-sixth at three p.m., it'll be the it'll be classy, best classy place in the world. <laughs> I used to go there a lot, and then uh, like all the and it, it is a lot better than this, But for a while there, it got bad. Like all the chairs were like ripped, and they were all at an angle. So you go sit at a bar and you feel like you're sliding off all the time. Oh,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I'm like, come on, man. And then I added up how much money I spent there. And then realized, like, I, oh, a lot of money. And I'm sitting on chairs where I'm falling off. And I'm like, all right, I've had about enough of this. And then they fired all the bartenders for some reason.
3: So. Supposedly they have free Wi-Fi.
2: They do have free Wi-Fi. And if you're going out there on Sunday, January 26th, 3 p.m., uh, free Smelt. If oh, you say- Smelt. Promo code Irish, just go up to the bartender and say promo code Irish, and they will yeah. give you all the free smell you can eat. So
3: That's awesome. I heard there's also a meat raffle. Yeah, there is. So yeah, that should be fun.
2: Yeah, so get there, 3 o'clock, January 26th, Daddy House Lunchbox at Main Street Saloon.
3: Everybody loves a meat raffle.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of good to be back. Feels like we haven't done this in forever. No, dude. Got into town, hit up, uh, hit up
3: Luke's Deli. Yeah. On my way into town, awesome food. Got me you know.
2: It looked good. You were enjoying some cold fries here.
3: Oh yeah, dude, cheaper. If you ask for the cold fries, it's a little cheaper. Right. Make
2: sure you make sure you pick that up when we leave too.
3: Yeah, I will. I'll I'll dispose of my trash. Don't worry about that.
2: But uh, yeah, some cheap uh, cold fries. Were they good cold too?
3: Yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, I, I like that place. You know, anything cheaper tastes better.
2: Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, if you go to Luke's Deli, just ask for the cold fries, actually, a little discount. (laughs) Promo code Irish, cold
0: fries. (laughs) Tell them Andy
2: Anderson sent you. No, they're actually,
3: like, really hot, but, like, by the time I messed around in the parking lot and I got in here,
2: like, they were cold. So I had them anyways. Well, at one point, Andy was coming in the parking lot, and he had the fries in his hand, and he slipped and they went flying in the air, so we had to actually pick them up off the parking lot. They got really cold then. Yeah,
3: yeah. but it was cool because there wasn't any, like, driveway salt on (laughs) them
2: because we don't do that here. There's actually less salt. It actually worked out good because the salt (laughs) fell off the fries and melted spots. (laughs) Melted our spots from the (laughs) way out, so it's
3: going to be all good. (laughs) So thank you to Luke's
2: Deli. Yeah, thanks for uh, providing safety for us, Luke's Deli. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, so last week we come coming off a show where uh, we had Ryan Sahanik on, the stunt driver. Oh man, I
3: can't wait till his he's uh, getting his Guinness record, dude. February first. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome on Fort Atkinson.
2: Yeah, I got a lot of good feedback on that episode, and a lot of people looking forward to him coming back on. He said he would. We got done. I don't I don't think he was lying. He seemed like he was being sincere when he said he had a good time. So. I think he had a great time. That was fun. I think he did too, because he said the same thing people always do when they come on. They're always and I'm like, well, we're out of time. Like, really? It's been two hours already. Mm.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, has it. Speaking of which, we're only 12 minutes in.
0: Oh,
3: wow. I'm out of
2: stuff to talk about, so. Four. (laughs) 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 No, I do have some stuff. I have some articles and stuff to talk about, but.
3: I got some stuff,
2: too, dude. It's been a crazy week.
3: And we got some awesome guests lined up coming up in the next few weeks.
2: Yeah, tell everybody what we got coming up.
3: Um, Oh, dude, we got, um, uh the Aaron Xavier experience is going to be on next week Um, we're going to be having uh, at some point we're going to be having some CrossFit people on, it's going to be cool Um, we got some uh, new business uh, starting up they're going to start doing uh, um, um, like a hot yoga classes and uh, some uh, pole dancing
2: classes and stuff, they're going to come on and uh, join the show I wonder how strong the ceiling is here in uh, oh, we're uh, coming to you live from my office, JVL, three two one East Milwaukee Street, James, Wisconsin. But would it be strong enough to put a pole down here so they could demonstrate a little bit?
3: Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's allowed here.
2: What if we took it down? You know, let's just let's. I'm gonna whisper this. Why don't we just put it up and then
3: we'll take it down when we we'll leave, and they'll never know. That's a good idea. Maybe, maybe we can borrow movies.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea too. Then we don't have to buy one. We can black out that window there so nobody can look in. Yeah, dude. All right, we're going to do that. Nice. Okay, we're back.
3: <laughs> and
2: we're back. Not that we need to black out a window, but.
3: No, we have a lot of cool exercise. guests coming up. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um,
2: Potentially, a couple more coming up. I don't know when.
3: Uh,
2: professional dancer, professional snowboarder. but
3: We're meeting all kinds of cool people, man. Yeah, we're
2: waiting on the dates for those, but.
3: The mix happening though. Yeah, it's a place to be.
2: And another thing coming up, I think we can do it next weekend. You think? Next Friday? We'll save it for next Friday. Next Friday, should we do? We're going to do the Twitter War Draft. It's going to be huge.
3: Um, we'll just give you a little, uh, little hint. Um, the winner of this year's Twitter War Draft
2: uh, gets a championship trophy. That's all I'm going to say
3: pictures to follow. Check out our Facebook.
2: It's nice. The the the, the medals in the uh, it's in here. We're looking at it right now. It's engraved.
3: That's pretty cool dude.
2: It is a trophy.
3: It's gonna be like a little traveling trophy, so
2: and what we're gonna do is after the show we're gonna go out and drink a couple beers and we're gonna hammer out the details but we have some uh some hashtags that you'll get you more points. Um, I think we're gonna try to do a scale uh a scaling system so you get more points per followers that the celebrity has that retweets you. Sure. Cause it's a little easier to get a verified person with 100,000 as compared to one with like two and a half million. Um, speaking of which, <clears throat> I came up with a new hashtag over the last week that I think I'm going to use quite a bit. And it was, I don't uh-huh. know if you saw it, but it's, it's pound walk off. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So they, oh. this is my hashtag. Uh, a lot of times on Facebook, I'll be writing back and forth with people. We'll be joking back and forth, you know, kind of zinging each other back and forth. And when I have the final zinger that I know nobody can outdo, walk off. Man. It's a walk-off homer right there. So, <laughs> so if you ever see me write pound walk-off, I feel pretty good about my tweet or uh, comment. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of hashtags I've been playing around with,
3: too, the last couple of weeks. So uh, we might have to get a list together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and if you're interested in doing that, let us know. I know there's the, the three of us, Dick Bodock, me, and Andy. From last year for sure. And if anybody else wants to get on board, go ahead. And if you don't want to, that's fine too. But it's fun to watch. And I've been I've been testing the water. I don't know if you've seen my Twitter lately, but there may be a certain uh, adult movie actress I've been testing the water with to see if I can get her to tweet me back. because She's a mess. Well, they all are. Verified? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Verif- big verification on that one. Yeah. Um, I haven't yet, but I think, I think she's, she's a mark. Okay. I think. But and I got a couple more. But the thing is, with our new, uh, what well, you know, what? we let we'll post the rules on the Facebook page before, so the people that do want to draft <clears throat> can use that as a as a gauge to who they're going to pick. Sure. Because I'll tell you right now, the more followers the celebrity has, the more points.
3: And I'm thinking team vote on accounts that aren't technically verified, but we, we
2: know that they're the real account. Yeah, yeah, we can take votes on that. There's yeah. going to be a couple of those in there. Now, you had a, a sleeper last year, and that was your uh, your Pete Lee, James's very own Pete celebrity, Lee. Pete Lee. He Just tweeted
3: me tonight, by the way. He wasn't
2: verified at the time, but by the end of the Twitter war, he was verified, so Andy got the point, snuck him in there.
3: Yeah, dude.
2: Worked out good. He's
3: actually performing tonight at the uh,
2: at the Armory. Yeah, I wish we we should have gone and interviewed him or something. No, we'll get him next time. But, yeah. Now, did you? Are we going to be able to pick the same people we did last year, or we should we say no to that?
3: Um. No. I mean, I think. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we're going to have.
2: We'll get more points. You know, for our draft, like
3: our. Right. Well, like our fave five or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get more points on those, and then I think you can still get other tweets from other people. Oh yeah, you just it'll just be like double points <clears throat> yeah, for the for your five from your five, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't
2: know. I mean, I think we could get last year's people if you wanted. Yeah. I won't be picking War Machine because if anybody remembers that from last year, he actually blocked me for some reason. He didn't block me during the when it, <laughs> I didn't say anything bad to him. And he blocked, he blocked me you me. like a month ago. Yeah, I said some horrible stuff to him. And he never blocked me. But then out of the blue, I got the old blockeroo. <laughs> it just finally sunk in. Yeah, <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs>
2: I just realized I hadn't seen anything by him in a long time. So I went to his account and, and yeah. I tried to smash him a couple times. And every time I tried to tweet, it just said, uh twitter has encountered an error
0: hmm. and then
2: as i looked into it i'm like oh he blocked me
3: yeah i was way off base last time on a couple of ones i picked too yeah so i'm gonna try to draft a little better this year
2: yeah so what you want to do people out there in twitter land go out there at least for your draft picks the rest it doesn't matter you can just do uh, carpet bombing um go out there and just check what i do is i look for celebrities and I'll click on them, and then if you scroll down, you can, it'll suggest other celebrities to you. So you can keep checking and keep checking. You find the ones that you see are retweeting a whole bunch of stuff. You pick them, and that's, that's where it's at right there. Because yeah, yeah. some of those people are real desperate for anything. So they'll retweet anything. Not all of them. Hey, if anybody wants to call in, it's
3: 323-580-5769. Which is actually a local number, if nobody... It, knows I don't know it's not really annoying. I don't
2: think so with uh, who knows give us a call it's a number in India it's 322-580-5765. international rates apply <laughs> you can Skype us and there's probably a chat oh I'm gonna open up the chat room I don't know
3: you know what I started doing I forget a lot but
2: last week
3: um, when I called in the show because I've so, uh, I have poor reception from my house mm-hmm. I uh, I called in from my computer and I got a uh, an account on a three-month subscription to Skype, where you can actually dial phone numbers um, from Skype, and uh, for like eight dollars. Really? So you unlimited calling for uh, like U.S. and Canada for uh, three months for like eight bucks. Yeah. And it works really good. You know, I got that nice microphone. Yeah. And just some headphones, and
2: uh, I've been calling people all week. It's great. Yeah, I talked to Andy after the show, and it sounded perfect yeah it didn't sound too bad on the air there's well with blog talk there's a the big delay all the time when you're talking and it seems to come and go sometimes it's bigger and other than other times but it sounded fine yeah it's great dude i've been having uh had some
3: conference calls on there um just some business calls i had to make and uh finally didn't have to be like oh can you hear me can you hear me yeah oh uh, dude my signal keeps dropping all the time yeah
2: pretty bad huh yeah
3: but dude skype's the solution man it's pretty awesome yeah. Check that out if uh, if you're having the same problems I'm.
2: Yeah, I haven't. Well, it depends. Sometimes I do, but it all goes back to the dumb phone thing. But, well, yeah, it's uh, been a big week here on Jamesville Community Radio. We opened up another blog talk radio channel or uh, account, just because you can only have so much in each account. And they oh man! They started a fitness show on there. Yeah. Um. Did you get a chance to listen? I didn't get a chance to listen to it.
3: No, I didn't uh well I was looking at the uh <clears throat> at Account One's uh iTunes feed and I couldn't find the feed for the other
2: one. Oh yeah.
3: So I didn't uh, I didn't get a chance to check it out yet. But I was listening to uh I don't know, there's a new social media show I was listening to. I heard that. And uh that was pretty interesting.
2: Now it sounded to me like it was just a couple of little kids.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They were uh let me see if I can bring it up here. I don't know who they were or Yeah, it wasn't advertised. I didn't though. see yeah I didn't see an announcements for it. Yeah, yeah. But it was called Ying Yang.
3: <clears throat> yeah, it was called Ying Yang and
2: uh I don't know, they were pulling up
3: uh uh I don't know, their Tumblr account or something and were randomly talking about whatever popped up on the screen.
2: Yeah, apparently it's Tumblr users Bon Bara and Hunk Rum Roster discuss social media trends. Um, they, uh, well, here's how it started out, if you want to hear it real quick. This is, uh, again, I have, I have no clue, but this is a uh, yin-yang. Just made
0: a
5: beat. Okay. We're on air. Radio. So, hi, we're on air.
2: Not too far off of how we start our show sometimes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: have no criticism of that, either surprisingly enough, a better intro. Right.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, their intro is a little more high energy than us. I kind of like it, but let's see what else I say here. Again, still not too far off.
5: We're on air. I wasn't expecting this.
2: Again, we never expect <laughs> that. What exactly that
5: did you expect? But i was screaming at the numbers because it would just give them five more minutes to <laughs> show time. <laughs>
3: She's right. If it's a sheet. Impressions are spot on. nice.
5: Right.
2: I thought she was really
3: fine,
5: to find the thing. I don't know. So, hi, I'm Tumblr user Von Bora. Oh, bon. I'm Charlie, and I'm here with. Oh, um, I'm Tumblr user uh, Hunk Rumpus Buster, and I'm Jake.
4: Oh, it's two dudes.
2: Oh, oh it's Jake and yeah. Charlie. I, I was skipping around.
5: We so, <laughs> the cool kids in
2: town. Two dudes makes sense now. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. See, I like them. No, I get it. I like them. Now, they're off to kind of a slow start, but it, it actually gets better. I, I listened to this this whole thing. Not whole and thing. I jumped around a lot.
5: we're here to talk about social media.
2: Again, that's... Uh,
5: I'm sorry. I'm just announcing that we're on air to everyone on Tumblr because I'm very surprised this is happening. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's yeah. exactly how we feel, too. Yeah,
3: my favorite was the second hour. Yeah, well, let's, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that, actually.
2: Now, here is what got me though. It's again, you know, when you do your first couple shows, it's easy because you have a whole lifetime. Now, granted, these kids—I think they're like 13 or something like that, but I have no idea. But listen to these kids talk. I mean, they are—they got a future in community radio.
5: <laughs> oh, honey, you're gonna come, and she would like. Oh she got her daughter these weeaboo things, like an uh, anime lunchbox and stuff, and I was like, what's that? And then I became a weebo.
2: I don't know what a weebo is, but...
5: I don't know. I-, I feel like... First grade is... Not a lot of people remember. I mean, that's such a...
2: How old are these boys that they can't remember first grade? I remember first grade, and I'm like 35 years old. I have no idea. Um... I just jumped to that spot, by the way, and it wasn't... When I was in first grade, um, yeah, I remember that stuff. Remember the Weebles? Or Is that what they're talking about, Weebles? Weebles? I don't know. Was that... Yeah, I think I
3: remember those back in the day. Wasn't like that the
2: magazine thing where the people would come to your school and be like... You sold stuff, yeah, and then I mean, you got Weebles? You all you had to do is sell like a quarter of a million dollars in magazines, and yeah, they'd yeah. give you like this furry thing with yeah, a high on on It would be like, like, oh my God! And there's, like, different colors and different levels. And yeah. Stuff.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I remember those.
2: Funny story. When, and you, you probably remember this, too, because you moved at the same time. We're going to school in Janesville. In seventh grade, we are going to the auditorium, and the, the shyster yeah. guy is up there in front of the crowd, and he's like,
0: you need you
2: sell this many magazine subscriptions, you know, blah, blah, going through the whole ordeal. And he's like, I've got to announce something. And he's like, just a minute, just a minute.
0: Right. I've
2: got to announce something. He's like, we were here last year. This school, this school right here, Janesville Franklin Middle School, was the best-selling school in our area. Nobody just goes crazy. Everything, yeah! That music kicked on. I like to move
0: it. Just
2: pumping everybody up. So fast forward to the next year, eighth grade. We moved to Milton, and we have the auditorium thing. And they're like, "Oh, uh, somebody's selling magazines. They're gonna have magazines." So we go to the magazine thing, and the same dude, same slick haircut, same suit. And he's like, "I gotta tell you guys." And I'm like, "And honest to God, you know, I was a kid. I didn't know you, but I'm going into this thinking." This school's probably not as good as Franklin was because we were the best one. Right, like we were the best. Yeah, shit, yeah, they got nothing on us. So we get in there, we sit down, and the guy says, almost verbatim, the exact same thing. Same thing except they changed the music. It was
3: like, pump up the jam, right. pump it up, it like something like that.
2: It was very, it was, I was, I was very disappointed. Yeah. I really thought we had something there at uh, Franklin FMS, but I guess MHS was better.
3: We had to stick together, man.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's
3: a rough area over there. It
2: Melbourne. is It is possible, maybe, maybe not, but maybe they uh, outdid Franklin over the summer. It's possible. Remember those, like,
3: paper-thin pizzas they tried getting you to sell? Yeah. And, like, just garbage. And then, like, uh, you get some, if you sold enough, like, 300 or 400 of them or something, you get, like, some really weak toy or something weird.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you sold $6,000 worth, you could get a plastic Barbie without a head, you know, just something, like, worthless. Yeah,
3: like, you had better odds at, like, a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
2: Basically. Like with prize-wise.
3: It's, like, the same prizes, like, they'd have, though.
2: I wonder what percent the school really got of that, too. I mean, it, it just, the whole magazine selling thing makes me think of the of vans flipping over and kids dying because they're selling magazines. And, Do you remember that? Yeah. That's oh, exactly man. what it seems like, too. And the real, you know, the real slick guys pitching it. and like, You can make those, a fortune. I met those guys. Those the same guys. The magazine guys?
3: Yeah. This dude I know bought a magazine from them. It's crazy.
2: Hmm. I had some kids in my neighborhood, actually. One time I was leaving to come to your house to do a podcast. And before I leave, I look out front, and there's two young teenage kids out in front yeah. of my house doing something, like kicking a ball around. That was my son that he left out there. And I'm like, what are they doing? So they leave. I come out to get in my car, and as I'm walking out, I see they're slowly walking, and they stole my ball for one thing, which is fine, but they're slowly walking down, and I go down to the end of my driveway. I watch them, and they stop kind of by the corner, and it's getting dark out. So I'm like, well, you know what? I don't know. But the old man in me couldn't resist, so I get in my car as I'm leaving to go to your house because I'm thinking, what are they doing? So I stop, and I pull over, and I'm like, hey. And The kid, the one kid's like, hey. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. we're just sitting here. I'm like, Why are you sitting here? What are you, What are you doing? And the one guy goes, We're waiting for a ride. And then the other, he was starting to get mad at me. And then the other kid comes up and he goes, Oh, we're uh, we're door to door salesman. We're just waiting for our ride to come pick us up. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm like, where'd you get that ball? And the Kid goes, I don't know. We found it, I'm like in front of the White House down there. He's like, No. I'm like, all right, I'm like, be safe, and then I just left, but I'm like, I didn't want to start a fight and have him go back and vandalize my house or something.
3: Hooligans, dude. You got to be careful.
2: Yeah. Yeah, nowadays, uh,
3: you know, I have, like, a, a nephew that um, will sell uh, every year uh, Christmas wreaths. Yeah. You know, so we'll hook one of those up, you know. It's a decent product. You yeah. Know, you know what you're getting. But there's a lot of kids that are coming door to door selling, like, the, you know, the the chocolates and like just weird stuff like that you know sometimes you know get some candy bars or something cool you know i get a toss a couple bucks out there you know but there's some kids out there this year and like last year too that are just out there like hustling man this one dude comes up and uh you know ton of snow on the ground you know i don't want to go out and shovel you he know. was just walking door to door from across town with a shovel younger guy just comes up door to door asking if, you know, Hey, you wanna throw me some money? Uh if I shovel your driveway? And I'm like, Oh, well, how much?
2: Right? And he's like,
3: well, Oh, you think's fair I'm like, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. that's nice. Shovel away,
2: bro. he probably make, make more saying that too. People pay more that
3: way. Oh dude, I was tossing out like twenty bucks, you know?
2: Yeah.
3: It's good time. But then like he come back again, well then see you know, but you do it once though and then the next time when you don't need any help, you yeah. know. Like, they keep coming back. Yeah. Oh, can I mow your lawn? Can hey, can I, I get stuff? your mail for you? Yeah,
2: yeah. I to do some other stuff, you
3: yeah. know? Mow the lawn, shovel again. I'm like, ah, dude. Just the one time was cool, you yeah. know?
2: Yeah. But, yeah,
3: kids are out there hustling it now,
2: dude. I don't get that. It's
3: good to see. I'd rather, like, pay pay for something like that than, like, than, like uh, stupid pizzas or some magazine or
2: something. I've actually found that if they come selling the pizzas and magazines, all they got to do is, uh say, oh, yeah, I don't have any money on me right now. Come back tomorrow. And I'll, I'll get you. They never come back, Yeah. at least in my neighborhood. They don't. One time I actually wanted like this coupon book they were selling. But, but uh, yeah, I said, just come back, and I got nothing. Well,
3: sometimes they don't even sell it. It's
2: the parents pitching the stuff. Yeah. You know? Or, no, or,
3: or, or they come to the door, and then you ask them about the product, and they don't even know anything about it. Right. They're just like, I don't know. You're just supposed to check mark on this phone.
2: Now this one that I'm talking about, they uh, it was the kid. They definitely knew what they were doing. They were, you know, they come up the door. and yeah. so I go up to the door. <laughs> so I draw a sound effect in there, but I'm like, hey, what's up, I'm like, uh, I just wondering if I want to uh, buy a, uh, this coupon book for great football. Like what? Oh, it's a coupon book, and you can get a uh, you can get a bunch of discounts and stuff. I'm like, well, I suppose I could, but. Like I literally didn't have the 20 bucks on me, and then I'm like, let me see it. And it was a bunch of good stuff that I probably would have used. But,
3: yeah. Yeah, whatever. They just ask if you can like, use PayPal or something. Yeah. i probably give them the over. There.
2: Yeah. My wife will just open the door, and when they start talking, she'll just shut it. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that. They're going to mess with the house. <laughs> I think our guests are calling in. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Let me, uh, <clears throat> let me hook them up here. Are you there? Hello? Hello.
5: Hey. Can you hear me?
2: Oh, yeah, I can <laughs> hear you. <laughs> What's up, guys?
5: Okay, great. Hey. How's it can going? You
2: hear, can you hear each other okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, there, there's a there's a slight delay from when you guys talk and when we talk, but uh, we should be able to work it out.
5: Okay, sounds good.
3: All right, Andy. All right. Yeah, um, we were just kind of, when we started the show, we were just kind of telling everybody a little bit um, about uh, the project you guys are working on. But, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about um, Rock in the Hard Place. Like, how did you guys get started and involved in this project?
5: Well, I think uh, it all started with the creator, Darren Marler, and we've worked with him in the past. Uh, acting on on a few projects, that sort of thing. And this is an idea he's had for a long time, just kind of floating around in his head. About a year ago, he started working with the other writer, Dan McGowan, uh, who's a comedian. I believe he's located out in California. And we thought it was a great idea. So Keith offered to direct and produce, and I offered to produce and it went from there so okay oh, wow. oh, tell it in just a short year it's gotten gotten huge
2: Yeah, it sounds like uh, can you t- give everybody a, a kind of a brief overview of what the show is and wh- what it's about like the premise of it and everything
5: uh, there's the pastor uh, Darren Keaton it's kind of a quirky sitcom is the the promise is we're hoping to get it on network television a regular series and Pastor Keaton is a widowed pastor trying to raise his young daughter Rachel Keaton, He's going to be played by Berkeley Claiborne, an actress and model in the Chicago uh, Chicago area. And he's trying to raise raise her, and he's got his livid mother-in-law that pretty much can't stand him, never liked him to begin with, was never good enough for his daughter, and. Now, of course, that, his, that her daughter's passed away, she's all the more bitter and, and spiteful. And so he's got that going on. And then his dear friend and a parishioner who owns the bar across the street from his church passes away and leaves the bar to him. And so now he's <laughs> literally stuck between a, a rock and a hard place with his church. Solid Rock and Hard Knocks Bar and Grill that he's now the owner operator of across the street. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, you don't
1: even need me on the show. She can just talk. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you you pretty much uh, summed <laughs> it up perfectly. I don't uh, have anything to add, so I'll just stay quiet again. <laughs> uh-huh. well, I
5: think Good. there is one thing to add, um, and and that's I think even um, even Baldwin is going to be playing the role of
1: Castor keaton oh okay in the series yeah, cool. so i think that's kind of important <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we kind of missed that yeah how'd you guys go
3: about getting the uh the cast together for this like what's the what's the process of uh you know people sending in their uh, you know well, you know
1: yeah actually we, we started over in the summer um we, we started a casting call um through Facebook and through social media basically um we had uh, quite a few submissions for all of the roles uh mean, meanwhile we were uh emailing Steven's people trying to get him to come on board for basically just a cameo and uh and we lucked out and he actually he was quite interested in the, the concept of the show and uh, you know we were very lucky to, to to snag him and from there we went from like a no budget pilot that we were going to show people what to do, you know, what we could do to this, uh, you know, giant, massive project bigger than us, so, you know, now we're actually still in the process of casting, but we have, uh, a lot more options as well, because, uh, we can pull from, uh, all of the local talent, plus we can, can, uh, potentially bring in a few other hollywood actors as well so
3: that's real cool like i saw you guys have the uh the uh kickstarter project going on and uh i got uh i actually got an email today about it that said uh, like that first level that you're trying to achieve on there is uh, you guys completed that so now like kickstarter is gonna gonna back the project
1: That would be great. Yeah, we actually uh, hit our goal of $50,000, but uh, Berdella can tell you all the rest about the the stretch goals.
5: Yes, we hit the goal of $50,000. So what we know now is that the $50,000 that people have pledged, we will get. We will be able to make something. And so at that first $50,000 level, that we're going to get, we'll be able to make a short form of, of the pilot, or we may even go with something that's based in the world of Rockin' a Hard Place that actually occurs shortly after the pilot. We want it, We'll find something that's a perfect representation of the series that works for the amount of money that we have for what we can make. Uh, If you don't make your goal on Kickstarter, a lot of people don't realize this, if you don't hit your your minimum funding goal, you don't get anything. So that's what's such a huge deal about hitting this first goal, is now we know that we're going to get that $50,000 that people have pledged. But we're only going to be able to make a very short version with that. Okay. So that's where our next goal comes in. We're, it, our next goal is to hit $100,000, and we only have six days left to do it in. And at that point, we'll be able to make at least a half-hour complete, half-hour sitcom pilot. Um, our ideal goal is actually to hit $300,000, at which point we'll be able to make a full hour-long pilot.
2: You have six, six days from now to do that?
5: Yes, we have until January 16th. Uh, the entire funding duration is thirty is was thirty six days for us, and we uh-huh. have six days remaining. January <laughs> sixteenth, uh, right about I think what is seven. like seven or eight 8:00. o'clock, yeah.
1: Okay.
5: Yeah, on Thursday, January sixteenth is the end. So everybody, race to to dot com <laughs> and pledge a lot of money right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, what's cool yeah, about that. this? What's cool about this is, um, you know, I might actually have to go on and pledge again because I noticed that uh, there's actually a lot of different pledge levels that you can do. And, like, you can actually get some, like, you guys are giving away, like, really cool stuff. Like, uh, you know, autographed photos of the cast. Like, even, like, uh, at some point if you spend, uh, <clears throat> if you pledge a certain amount, you get a, a maybe, like, a cameo spot on the show. Um, like, all kinds of cool different levels and uh, cool things you guys are giving away.
5: Yes, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for for reading those. Um, yeah, actually, it.
1: I was gonna say thank you so much for uh, actually being one of our backers. Uh, uh, we've been on so many actually radio programs, and they've actually not actually even backed the project. So you're know, <laughs> one of the few that have actually backed it. So thank you. <laughs>
3: Oh, no I mean, actually, not.
1: Darren was on, I was going to say, Darren was on a, a show a couple of days ago, and the guy is actually a really huge supporter. I, I can't remember what the name of the program was, but yeah, he, he did a, a really awesome job of backing us and getting supporters as well, but uh, yeah, I can't thank you enough for being a backer. And uh, like you are saying, uh, walk-on roles, there's some really awesome perks, if I, if I, uh if we hit the 300000 uh Berdella has uh, said that she would uh, rustle you. Berdella will not do
5: whatever it is that keeps about to promise Berdella
1: will
3: do. <laughs> All right, it's a deal. That's awesome. Oh, we can definitely make that happen. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on here, and it it's cool because, you know, it, it gives uh, – uh, people a chance to get involved with, uh, you know, a cool project from the ground floor, you know? And then, uh, <clears throat> then you know that your pledge went to, uh, you know, making something happen and possibly actually being on TV, like an actual show. And then like, you can tell people about that. And I know like when I, um, <clears throat> you know, when you pledge it, it lets you put a tweet out and stuff like that. And I know like I tweeted about it <clears throat> like right away. And, uh, like my Twitter was like blowing up for like a good few hours as people like, re, you know messaging me about it and stuff like that and like that was pretty cool. So like I think a lot awesome. of people are a lot of people are really interested in it and and want to see it succeed you know.
5: Yes. Well, and we're always we love to see where uh, where our backers are coming from. So everybody that over the next uh, hour and a half that we have left here you should definitely hashtag that. I believe it's OMP for Open Mic, Open Mic, mic Podcast. Yeah. So that we know that you know <clears throat> we know that they heard about us. You know, right here listening on, on Jamesville sure. Community Radio.
2: Yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely do do that. And then uh, has uh, has Baldwin thrown a tweet out there for you guys or?
5: He has. He's tweeted uh, a few, a few tweets, a lot of Facebook posts, a lot of Facebook posts from Stephen, uh, but he's been on on occasion on Twitter talking about what he's what he's doing. He's actually we're opening tonight for Stephen um, on the the open mic podcast. He will be following us up at ten o'clock tonight on Fox News Red Eye uh, right afterwards. Okay, it's 1 so no, I believe it's ten p.m. Central. But oh,
0: okay.
2: Cool, cool. That's cool. Now, I would I could think be this, wrong. this this project that you're doing, it's not it's not necessarily. Uh, I mean, it's it's got a religious uh, tone to it, but it's not like you guys are making fun of a, a rel- I mean, it's. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm so. You got a good cast here. I was looking at the background of all the actors and everything, and I mean, these, these are legitimately religious people, and I, I would think you know some of the churches and stuff would get behind you a little bit because it's not like you're. I mean. You, you're not making fun of it by any means.
5: Exactly. It's very, uh, it's very, the message of acceptance and, uh, treat people right, that sort of thing. And, and overcoming adversity because clearly this guy, Pastor Keaton has gone through a lot. His, his wife passed away. He's raising his daughter. He's got his mother-in-law on his back constantly. And now he's, he's got this bar across the street from his church and he's going to have a lot of backlash from his parishioners from the community and also at the same time the bar they're going to they've got this this new owner that that is a pastor across the street that that doesn't drink and is is running their their favorite bar now so it's just very much of acceptance of everybody and and that sort of message that is very important to uh to our the the Christians that are in the show with yep. aaron and stephen and and John Schlitt and all of these people that are uh are very strong in their in their faith. These are the messages that they want to get out to people, but that are also important for keeping eye get out to to people that uh people that are religious and people that, that aren't, it's, it's for everybody. Yeah. We very much
1: want to get back to the, the, like the days of the Cosby show and, you know, home improvements, you know, those shows that weren't, weren't, uh, just filthy completely. You know, we want, we want good, wholesome family comedy where you can, you know, sit with your your family and not be, like, all shy and embarrassed to be sitting there watching, you know. But there will probably be a lot of fart jokes. Yeah. There's got to be a couple. <clears throat> <laughs>
2: now, I, on a side note that's irrelevant to the show, kind of, um, am I the only one that thinks that John uh, Schlitt looks like Stephen
1: Perry from Journey? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I, I was actually like comparing him to Rod Stewart.
0: Oh yeah, I can see a little Rod Stewart. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, see, I
1: see him. yeah, like that. But uh, yeah, John is amazing. I've I've only actually got a chance to actually speak to him a little bit at our open our open house/ slash, uh Kickstarter launch party and yeah, he's an incredible guy. Um, we're he's so lucky mus- to have him.
2: He's a musician too, right?
1: Yeah. I yeah, I I've, yeah. I've only poor, listened to a little bit of poor his talk, Yeah.
2: Four Grammys, four-time yeah, Grammy
5: winner. Yes, and it is just it, being in a room with John. He is he is that charismatic person that just stands out to everybody. Everybody in the room knows where he is at any gotta, point in time, and he's just the nicest, kindest person.
2: You got to find a way to get to his house so you can at least hold the Grammy. <laughs>
5: yeah, get your yeah.
1: yeah I was gonna tweet him. I was gonna tweet them to send us pictures, but apparently we already have those pictures that we haven't been really putting up yet. I don't why haven't we put those Grammy pictures up yet?' <laughs>
5: we'll have we have that we have so much footage from just everybody from the event from uh what people have sent us videos you know saying you know please back back the Kickstarter. We haven't even gotten through half of them yet. We're still still working. We just put up actually a new video just uh, just the other day on the uh, so everybody should take a look at that on the on the Kickstarter page. Brand new videos, even talking at the Kickstarter event that was in Rockford on December 16th. Uh, talking could you even act uh, with
1: John Schlitt on camera, Prudella? Do we have a perk where What's they that? could act with John Schlitt?
5: We we do. We have a oh. we we're calling it a featured extra role. It's one of the perks at the $2,000 pledge level, I believe and they'll be guaranteed to be to be in one of John's scenes which John will have a very uh, <laughs> uh, a limited role in the the pilot so that's a pretty that's, exclusive opportunity there
2: That whole thing is a great it's idea
5: how plug
1: number can, one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah how much sure. pledge
2: and gets that's a great idea that's like uh that's like new age stuff i i hope this takes off because that seems like something that could really be the start of something where people you know like a uh, grassroots type thing where you can pledge your way into it, and that's fantastic. Yeah, like how can Chad and I like how much do we have to donate to be like bar
3: extras? <laughs> like, we're really good at that. I, I mean, this is strong. You know what? We're
1: actually uh, that's one of the uh, the perks that we're going to actually open up. I think in the next day or so for an extended goal back. I think we were going to rework that a little bit. I, I'm not sure what the level was going to be. Bordella was uh, was coming up with that on her own and uh, was going to talk to me and Darren about it. But uh, yeah. Pradella, do, do you remember what, what what the idea was?
5: Well, we have right now we have the just a blanket featured extra rolls at uh, at eight hundred dollars, and uh-huh. that you're just you're guaranteed to be used for a day as a featured extra somewhere in there. And we haven't, um, but we're we're kind of surprised. We're not getting a lot of attention to that just yet. And I don't know that if people just don't realize, Stephen Baldwin is the star of this show. He's yeah. going to be in almost every scene. So if you're a featured extra, that means and for a full day, we're going to be working on more than one scene, you're probably going to be in a scene and on set with Stephen Baldwin. We didn't guarantee <laughs> it just because yeah, we right? didn't, you know, I mean, we didn't want thousands of people pouring <laughs> out of the woodwork because we just don't have room for that many. But, um, yeah, I'm really surprised that those haven't just sold out altogether yet. And we're kind of looking at a couple different ways that we might be able to rework that to kind of point out, you know, hey, guys, do you you realize that you're going to be on set with Stephen Baldwin for just $800? Yeah, and you're
1: going to be
5: featured on screen with him. Yeah, maybe
3: share some catering or something. Yeah, craft services.
5: That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yep, exactly, yeah. and that is that's part of that. Um, as a featured extra, you'll have lunch with the cast and crew. And if yes, for anybody who has not had craft services, I was actually um, I was a featured extra on Boss with Kelsey Grammer, and yeah. I have never eaten so well in my entire life. And <laughs> as as this, uh, plus we were entertained by um, by Kelsey Grammer singing through uh, through lunch. So it. Oh, okay. uh, it's a really incredible thing to get to go to go be a, an extra on the set of a major production and get to see what's going on, get to hang out with the cast and crew, and you know.
2: Did you get to who meet knows, Kelsey Grammer?
5: I did. Yes.
2: That that'd be a big I was deal. On to screen you, so. with...
5: Yeah,
1: she was on screen with him. Yeah, and and oh, no. for those of you who oh, don't no. know what uh, a featured extra is, it's basically. Uh, Somebody standing in the scene. You'll actually be on screen with Stephen Baldwin or John Schlitt, depending on whatever scene you you got put in. But being featured means you'll actually be seen in the frame.
3: Wow, cool. How did uh, how did like how did you get involved with something like how did you get involved in, uh, you know, getting in uh, films and things like that? Like where does one start?
1: Yeah, for me, I I, I started. that's that's very different. Very different. Yeah, basically, you know, I started out uh, as a kid. Uh, You know, my parents had the old school VHS. Like the cord was attached to the camcorder, and Mm -hmm. you recorded right to the VHS. You know, we would make these ridiculous little like spoof like The Late Show. You know. This ridiculous shows called like Bird TV and uh, we'd make spoofs of Superman or whatever with this camera and we just uh, from there we branched out and just kept making movies like one of our first earliest works and you know I probably shouldn't be saying this but you can find it on YouTube it's called Till Death. is back when we were in, in high school it's just uh, you know a couple of high school kids learning how to make movies and you can you can see at the end where we use a a actual firecracker to use for a squib to blow up uh <laughs> to blow up a condom filled with fake blood. That was one of our earliest squibs. Yeah, it's it's completely ridiculous and it's uh uh but yeah, it was some of our earlier works uh and yeah, it's just uh from there, we just kept going and going, and, and, you know, I got a job at the movie theater in, in the Rockford area, and I, I pretty much watched every movie that came out from, like, 1994 till 2000 for free, and, you know, from there, I decided, you know, I need to go back to school. I want to actually make movies, and, you know, so then I, I from there, I went from Rock Valley College in the Rockford area to UNLV and you know i got my BA in film there and then i went down to the savannah college of art and design and, and i started my masters work and i was uh, i'm pretty close to actually finishing it but i decided to actually come back to illinois when justin graduated from illinois my uh... my cousin who've been making movies with me the whole time he graduated and we decided to start making features in the illinois area and this is where burdella comes in actually <laughs>
5: Um, now, I went about this in an entirely different way, and this, if you Google it and there, there are websites out there, there's one dedicated specifically to um, film school rejects and, and no film school stuff like that. My bachelor's degree is in cell physiology. And <laughs> uh, I have worked as a, a hospital radiographer, CT tech, and health physicist in, in, uh, at a nuclear power plant. So my background has absolutely nothing to do with film. I started I actually answered a casting call for extras for an independent film for Justin uh Keith's cousin and I just was absolutely amazed. I never realized everything that went into making a movie and acting is actually I used to be like the, the most outspoken person and now I'm so much much more shy. I was uh, it Katie quite a bit to talk me into <laughs> being on the uh, the show. It's so much more humbling when you realize that uh, sure you're the one on screen, but then there are about a hundred people standing around you. For everybody you're looking at on television, there are about a hundred people around there that are making that happen, and it's just amazing. And I I just fell in love with uh, the atmosphere and the creativity right from the start so from there uh, I actually rode with Justin up to Milwaukee for that film which was uh, afraid of sunrise an independent film that was Justin's first uh, first feature and he you know was talking to me explaining to me everything that went into it so I got kind of a exclusive behind the scenes look at, at this whole thing right from the start and it just just snowballed from there I did a lot of uh, small acting roles, things like that, went into work, um, work on bosses and extra with, with Kelsey Grammar to get to see what was going on, just, you know, there behind the scenes. That's the the biggest reason I tried to do, um, acting still is to get a look at what's all going into it and the experience and, and learning from that side of things. And then I started writing and directing and producing and it, it just snowballed from there. And, um, According to these people that have lots of uh, film school experience, I have a lot of natural talent and ability, and so it just like I said, just snowballed from there and and here I am, so it can it can come into it from from either side either you're you go to school for it, spend loads and loads of time that way, or you spend loads and loads of time independently working and, and learning, and kind of working your way into the field that way so that's the way I
3: went <clears throat> yeah that's really cool um, you know it's, it's cool to uh, hear about you know two people like like doing the same thing that came from that took two completely different paths to get there and uh, you know but it all starts just with uh, <clears throat> having a passion for what that is and like being super into it and you know willing to like keep coming back and coming and helping out and being involved in anything they can you know um that's
2: really cool what uh
0: exactly
2: we, with this rock in a hard place give it what's the time frame on i have always curious how long i've always heard it's a lot of work to even to get something like one of these up and running and everything but give us a time frame of like how long you've been working on this and uh, uh how, what how many how many hours do you think you put into it <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, yeah, actually, a it's <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah it, it, well, You heard Brunella earlier about uh, Darren commissioning Dan to like help him write the script so That was a couple years ago Or maybe it was a year ago exactly It
5: was actually, this has been kind of fast Because that was, that was a year ago He came up with the concept a few years ago uh, Kind of played with it in his head For a long time and then finally Took that step to start Writing the script brought Dan in to help him out, and that was I I, I know just a, a week or so ago he posted that it had been exactly a year prior that he made his first Facebook post about how they were beginning work writing on the script, and that's actually like I said that's okay. kind of quick. It's really yeah like yeah uh, so
1: it is actually that's that's a lot quicker than I thought it was because yeah we started uh, Bordella and I actually became involved. Probably, I, I was uh, directing a film called Death One Hundred and One, uh, and Darren was acting in it. And we were going to Chicago to rehearse for it. And uh, he had sent the script to me a week before, and I read it, and we we started to discuss it on the ride to Chicago. And I'm like, I, I really, this is incredible. You know, I'm not, I'm not extremely religious. But you know the messages are here. It's it's incredible. I I, I love the message that this this uh, this project's gonna gonna bring to the world. I'd love to be involved. I mean I'd love if you'd let me direct this, and and you know I'd even help produce it. And and usually whenever I'm involved, Berdella, uh... eventually uh, gets clued in and has to actually start to do stuff as well. And uh, luckily she was in the car with the discussion as well. She was producing Def 101. Uh, the short film that we were doing, and uh, she got involved, and from there we uh, we've been working uh, quite a bit lately. Uh, the producing game is a little bit different. Like you have to get all your ducks in the row. You gotta you gotta figure out you know where you're gonna have all these locations. You gotta find a location scout. Just in 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 our case, it's us. Everything. As a filmmaker, you got to wear like a hundred different hats. If you're independent, yeah. but uh, you know, a big, giant production, they have all these other people do it. But for us, we have to do everything. You know, we had to, we had to secure locations. We had to do, to start the casting process. You know, we we we've got a, a, you know, about a thousand submissions for auditions from the summer to like the December sixteenth one. Uh, that we have to actually go through as well, which we we started the all the summer ones are done it's the december sixteenth uh casting call that we're still sifting through as well um, there's also uh yeah uh finding the money you know yeah. well, who who's gonna who's gonna be our uh cinematographer uh, sound people i mean there's like she was saying there's so many people behind the scenes that have to help this actually come to life, but yeah, that's like, that's just a brief glimpse of what we've been working on since, you know, the summer, and uh, yeah, thousands of hours. Um, And then moving
5: forward, it looks like we will, uh, we should be filming, should, there's always the potential for delays, things can come up, and usually it's good things, if there's a delay, it's usually for a good reason, it means that there's an opportunity that you have to wait for it to come to fruition, but um, it looks like everything is in place to, for us to move forward and begin filming this spring, uh, which is customary pilot season. We'll be fa- falling either probably right before or right after the standard network pilot season. And then from there, we'll start to push that out to networks, get meetings with networks, and hopefully be on, on your TV at home sooner rather, rather than later.
2: You're looking at an hour-long show, then?
5: We would like it to be an hour-long uh, sitcom. With all of the messages that are in there, it's, it's going to be a comedy. It's going to be a comedic sitcom. But we think that the, with the messages built in, it would benefit from the full hour-long platform to be able to to really evolve the story and keep that dramatic element in there. I think Darren probably said it best, saying that it's almost uh, like Seventh Heaven meets Cheers. It's yeah. going to be there's going to be that comedy, but there's also going to be depth there. So, and Stephen Baldwin is just absolutely incredible. I I just can't wait to see him bring this character to life, you know, mm-hmm. on the screen and he'll really do pastor Keaton justice.
1: So We're well, very
5: lucky to have him.
1: Absolutely. And everybody
5: else. <laughs> yeah. We've got yeah. An incredible. Cast yeah. Brian,
1: I'm really excited about the, the Braxton Cosby character who, uh, and the pilot doesn't really have that much to do, but the rest of the series will be able to develop that character into to quite something. Uh, now,
2: yeah. n- now, with the, uh, oh, the, fa- the the fact that you want it to be an hour, I, I always think like, uh, the the way TV is nowadays, the, the major networks, uh, it seems like they don't have much, well, they don't have anything other than reality shows, there, so they really should be dying to get a show like this, but but the big yeah. shows seem to be on, you know, like cable networks that are an hour long and it turns into like a series like Breaking Bad and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would. I guess you guys probably aren't picky, but if you had your choice, what, what would be a perfect situation? Like would, would you want to have like a, I'm sure financially, like the big networks would probably be the best. But
1: Yeah, but I mean, my my dream scenario is getting picked up by CBS, you know, or ABC and, you know, uh, CBS, like, we could open, you know, right before Big Bang Theory, I think, you know, or it could lead into, us. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Right. Apparently, that's quite a popular <laughs> Either show. Either way, Bang, he'd be okay
5: with yeah. that. I'd be okay with that, yeah. yeah
2: I've okay okay heard, yeah. <laughs> heard a little bit about that show. <laughs> Cue it up on, like, Hulu and, and that's
5: something, you know, I actually, I agree completely with Keith, and the reason is, um... I think what always comes to my mind is my grandma, who, who passed away a few years ago. But my, right up until the end, she watched, I mean, there were only four stations to her, ABC, CBS, yeah. NBC, Fox. That was it. And by being on one of those major networks, we're going to be able to reach everybody. Everybody uh-huh. watches something on those stations. It would be incredible to also be on some of, and we might actually, it might actually be more lucrative to be on some of the cable, the cable network, Netflix, Hulu, those sort of things. We might be able to have a little bit more range to do what what we want. We might be able to have a little bit more funding. But I really think that this is something that everybody needs to see. And we're going to be able to accomplish that fast by being on one of those those big major Networks. But that said, we're definitely looking at all avenues. And that's something that's so important about Kickstarter. With something like this that really does, everybody looks at it and thinks that, uh, that faith-friendly niche, which absolutely the show is going to be faith-friendly, family-friendly, but it's something that's going to appeal to everybody. And it's important to get out to everybody. And so with Kickstarter, that backer number is everything. And a lot of people think, oh, if, I, if all I can give is just a dollar, you know, what's that? There are people who are pledging $10,000, $8,000. Yeah. What is my dollar going to do? That dollar is going to raise our backer number. And that's, it's the equivalent to somebody signing a petition saying that they want to see this on network television. They want to see it on their TV screen. And that yeah. backer number can actually, in the end, be more important to us, potentially, than the, the dollar figure.
2: Yeah, and something people need to you know they should realize too is, is it's as much that right now it's an independent thing. The, the more the more donations, even if it's a dollar that you get, um, it, it's a nationwide thing. So uh, a dollar wouldn't make a yeah. difference because if uh, if three people give a dollar, that's three dollars. But if there's a hundred thousand people around the country that give one dollar, that's a pretty good chunk of money. Yeah, and plus if they're giving oh, a yeah. dollar, giving a dollar and then sharing it
3: yeah on their Facebook and Twitters and things like that. Um, more and more people exactly. will see it and then maybe give a dollar too. You
1: yeah. Know? yeah, and I can't tell you how many people I've actually walked up to and said, can I have a dollar? And they, they'll they pull it out and they'll give it to me. I'm yeah. like, well, just go to the, the com and give me that dollar. And yeah. they, they still, they, they'll give me a, like a cash dollar, but they won't give me like uh, the backer number on Kickstarter. I don't... I don't understand. This is that. what we really need. <laughs> yeah, we need the numbers, but it's, yeah, it's
2: funny that how how that works. I, I think I can relate because even with our uh, our show here, I have people that come up and like, oh, I love your show. I never really get a chance to listen to it, but it's great. You yeah, what? <laughs> flip, flip it on or download it. Or something. It'll only take you two seconds. It's not yeah. like, and then then you get to listen to the whole thing or anything. But you, you know, know, where do I get it?
3: What's the link? Yeah, how do I listen?
2: But similar, it's like, it's $1, it's one click. It's not like it's that big of a deal. I mean, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think what you got here is awesome. I, I mean, there, there really is a spot for it. it they don't have much for family-friendly that's, you know, because I don't think it's that tough. A lot of people don't do it now, but you can make something family-friendly for everybody, not just, you know, it doesn't have to be just for kids or just for adults or... Yeah, I'll tell
3: you, I uh, I watch shows, I watch shows on, uh, like a ton of shows on ABC Family now, like every week. Like, I'm watching all kinds of shows on there. It's, really? crazy. it's crazy. They have, like, pretty awesome... Yeah, that's your like.
1: big uh, Pretty Little Liars fan.
3: I am. PLL, PL dude. Ravenswood. Those are my shows, man. I got yeah. my DVR
0: set. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. <laughs> Shout out I to my PLL fans. Yeah. What was...
2: Wasn't there a, uh What was the other one recently that you used to watch that was... I can't think of it.
3: God damn it. Dude, I watched Days of Our Lives. Yeah, like, not Days, but it was i
2: <laughs> I'm hooked on all Dad these love shows. I
3: the am passions. I'm, I'm hooked on all these shows.
2: But yeah, what the, what other uh, movies have you guys done? I know you said uh, Death 101, um, and then you were an extra in that one, but is there anything else that you guys have done that,
1: uh, that you that to have actually... Talk? Uh, I've actually I've directed quite a few short films. Um that's I've actually uh toured the festivals quite a bit. Um I've actually produced a lot more uh short films and features than I've actually done myself. Like uh Justin was, you know, my uh film partner for quite a while and he's uh he's actually uh uh one of the films I produced for him actually he won Best Director for and Best Short Film at the Chicago Horror Film Festival. Um uh, wow. Yeah, there's, uh, I'm trying to think, personally, Burdell and I have uh, actually worked together on, this is probably going to be like our seventh or eighth film. There's like quite a few that are still in post-production. Like Death 101 should actually honestly be finished up here um, in the next like month or so, and we'll be ready to submit uh, to festivals with that. It's a really quite a great little story about uh, two teenage girls who, are basically doing whatever they want. I mean, whatever they can to be popular, and and their goal is to get this drug called Death One Hundred and One to get into this cool kid party. Yeah. And uh, basically, they they go in search for this this Death One Hundred and One, and they're pretty much doing this wild and crazy stuff. Where where, where it ends, where they uh, have to 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 go out to the middle of nowhere and dig this stuff up. So <laughs> yeah. I won't give away the ending in case you know. It, it hits the festivals in the area. Cause, you know. Is there
2: any chance that'll be coming to the Beloit Film Festival?
1: Uh, well, I don't know what the deadline is for that, but, uh, yeah, I, I would hazard a guess that we'll probably eventually submit that to there. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're hoping to uh, premiere at, like, Scream Fest or something like that in the fall. Um, mm-hmm. We also... Uh, I just co-directed a film called Accept Not, where Berdella was uh, assistant director Uh that we submitted to Tribeca just recently. Um, basically, it's that that one uh, is another short film that we're hoping to uh, possibly get funding for a feature. Um, yeah, there's a... Uh, our big pet project, other than Rockin' the Hard Place, has been Trapped. Uh, it's called Trapped. It's a kid's horror film, basically, about the... Uh, <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, horror films are my genre. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to do this uh, rock and a hard place for various reasons. It'll be probably the first uh, real project that my parents will be proud of me for,
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: and, and and second, it gets uh, yeah, it's just it's wholesome and good. But uh, trapped anyway is is another one of those projects, feel good projects. I set out because I also teach. Acting for the camera and, and uh, acting at my local YMCA down here in Belvedere, Illinois, and uh, also at Rock Valley College and Elgin Community College. Uh, so I set out to. I uh, basically I commissioned a, a girl to write a kid-friendly script because at the at that point in my life, like you know, four or five years ago, I was just writing just straight dark horror films. And I'm like, I don't even know how to write a a kid-friendly movie. So she wrote it, and then I was going to do it as a short film, and we started to cast it. And we had all of these, basically, uh, all of my students from the area, they all auditioned, and then plus we got another couple hundred from around the area that auditioned. And so we opened it up to a a feature. Basically, Berdella and I expanded what... uh, the girl I commissioned Kelsey Zakowski wrote uh and we made it into a feature it's about uh, three kids who run away from home because they just uh they just can't stand their parents each one of the parents have a different issue you know one of them smothering the child with too much love the other one just doesn't understand you know there's just various teen issues so they run away and they get mm-hmm. trapped in this uh, this haunted house, basically, with the, that has a curse, and uh, they spend the rest of the movie trying to get out. But uh, that we've been in pre-production since like a couple years ago, and uh, Brunella can fill you in on that. The the, the paperwork upon paperwork since we uh, were accepted into uh, ISP's fiscally sponsored program, which oh, wow. is huge. But hey, without, I'm rambling. Brunella, go ahead. Sorry.
5: <laughs> well, he pretty much covered it all somewhere in there. But um yeah, that was that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. A lot of times when there's a delay with a film project that uh, that pushes it back like this, we had originally intended the film trapped, I think it was um last year, uh and possibly even longer ago than that. Uh but then suddenly we had submitted to IFP which is the nation's oldest uh longest standing uh, independent filmmaker organization out of mm-hmm. New York, and we applied for fiscal sponsorship through them, which basically are companies, people can donate to the project through the fiscal sponsor, and they get a tax don- donation just as though it was a 501c3 charity, and, oh, okay. which is normally not something that that you can do when you're giving money to, uh, to a film project. So that's Huge, and also something really noteworthy there. IFT has supported some of the biggest independent film projects out there. Um, a number of years ago, now was uh, Blue Valentine was supported through one of IFT's programs, and just recently, uh, last year's Oscar nominee, it's pretty much across the board, just of the Southern Wilds, had originally been supported by one of IFT's programs. So it's really an, an incredible opportunity, and it's something that we're just working on taking full advantage of that, submitting to a lot of different organizations out there, and all of this stuff, of course, takes us six, eight months to hear back from, and, you know, it's just kind of a constant process of submitting to everything that we possibly can for that, and so eventually... That will be, and it, it's kind of funny because that goes really in a, a similar vein, a similar fan base, because Trapped is, we say horror, but it's a kid-friendly, family-friendly horror film, almost more along the lines of like Paranorman and, and those sort of things that you don't see very often, but that uh-huh. uh, that niche horror, supernatural genre is in there, but it's all a family-friendly base, that's again, there. A- so was that's-
2: it's not a bad idea either, They're Like especially with all the, the teeny bopper-type movies coming out now to make a, a teenage horror film. I mean, obviously it couldn't be too gory, but that's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah. you just merchandise the crap out of it and
0: all that
1: stuff. But yeah, yeah.
2: Funny.
1: Exactly. Um, you want to make a franchise listening. out of it.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Now, yeah. you are talking, talking about how your, uh, your big thing is doing horror movies and independent horror movies. Now, when I think of independent horror movies... I think of one movie in particular, and the guy that was in it. I'm going to see if you can guess this. Wrote a book called "If Chins Could Kill: Confessions of a B Movie Actor." Do you know who I'm talking uh, about?
1: Evil Dead. What's up, yeah. Campbell. <laughs> Bruce Campbell? Bruce <laughs> yeah. Campbell. That was
2: one of the most interesting books I ever read, and he actually went through the whole process of raising funds for Evil Dead, and uh, and it was it was in uh, actually getting the movie together. I don't, have you guys ever? Have you, either one of you ever read that book?
1: I no, I haven't. But uh, that's yeah, that's a great suggestion. Actually, yeah, it's, I it's
2: re- yeah, it's it's worth reading because he actually he he puts it all out there. Everything they went through, and he kind of started the same way. What you're talking about, just making home movies, and I think they did a lot of the Evil Dead on just like a camcorder before they actually shot it with mm-hmm. what was a decent camera back then. But yeah. But yeah, yeah they uh,
1: they revolutionized
2: uh, the horror film industry basically. Yeah, and yeah, for an in, you, uh, indi- yeah indie
1: horror, big time. Yeah. For,
2: for an indie horror movie like that, it, it it's well, I I guess what I guess something that they did it was kind of play to their weakness of the fact they knew it was going to look a little cheesy. They kind of cheesed it up a little bit. Same with Army of Darkness, but <laughs> but those yeah. those are great movies.
3: Yeah, you know, I don't think people realize like um you know, how much time it takes to, uh, like, put something together like this and jump through all the hoops and, and uh, you know, get get all the people on board that you need to get involved in to make things happen, and, uh, you know, it's pretty cool that, you know, you guys are telling us about all this stuff because uh, I just think that's something that um, people don't realize, you know, they just kind of, you know, maybe take it for granted and just turn their TV on and, you know, want to DVR their show, but um, just to, like, hear about how, how a project like this is made. And, and, and like, you guys, are, like you're saying, you have to, you know, wear multiple hats and, like, do all these things. Plus, you probably have to, like, do all the social media and marketing and try to get publicity and stuff like that. Like, that's got to be crazy, too, right? <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. Hours yeah. a day. Hours <laughs> a day just on Twitter alone. It's just insane. And, yeah, all to get maybe, you know, a couple dozen shares and, and retweets and, and backers and stuff, but then you'll have one that just breaks through and is just huge and you know, somebody with a with a million followers retweets it and and it takes off from there. So yeah, and you can see just it's a roller coaster just watching the uh, the Kickstarter page because we can see the shares and there'll be times where something does, it just takes off and you can see the shares just skyrocketing up by a thousand overnight. And yeah. then there will be other times where it's just like, okay, we're going nowhere. We're at the bottom of the page. We're, we've been actually as high as 11th most popular film and video project on Kickstarter at, oh, uh, at one point. And then there have been other times where like we can't even find it. It's disappeared entirely yeah. in the mix.
2: Nah, yeah, has uh, got to be frustrating, too. I hear you there. I actually got Donald Trump to retweet a tweet about the OpenMIC podcast once. And I th- oh, wow!
0: <laughs> I,
2: I thought, I'm That's like, awesome. oh, here, here we go. It's going to be a barrage. And eh, it, it gave us a bump, but not like that guy likes to claim how powerful he is. He's a liar.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah. I yeah mean, it's not it, really... And the tweets, especially it's, I mean, time of day, everything, you just never know what's going to yeah. go big and what's not. Yeah, Absolutely.
3: Times of day too. And like, it's not even about, um, how many followers someone has, but, um, how they um, how they're engaged in interacting with the followers that they do have yep. you know? yeah absolutely. so yeah. Somebody you know something with like clue me
1: into that <laughs> <laughs> i like i don't know i just got another like 2 3000 followers on the last day or so and i have no idea why and yeah this engaging the audience thing is just not i don't know i, I think try. it's because of
2: my tweets i think oh, it's because no. of me i'm going to
5: take <laughs> yeah, that all you me. might just yeah
2: Andy's got a ton of followers, and I'm like scrapping up one every about six months. <laughs> one well, legit I just one in the rest of the followed you. Make. So. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's working.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anything. Of course, I don't
2: tweet much. I just spam stuff about our show, and then I'm sure people are like, all right, I'm unfollowing this guy. I've had enough. No, like, I
1: was surprised. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much yeah. all I do is spam the Kickstarter of Rockin' Our Place.
2: Yeah, either that or I'll I'll find a picture, like I'll make a a, a meme that I think could go viral, and then I'll tweet it like 600 (laughs) times. (laughs) I'm so sick of looking at it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was surprised where I I tossed a couple
3: tweets out there with a few hashtags and stuff like that, and uh, I was surprised by all the people that were talking about it. You know, it was really cool. Like, a lot of people were talking about this project.
1: Yeah. Probably a lot more tonight after this show, and then, you know, the red eye I hear.
5: Yeah, I hope so. Yes, exactly. Uh, so you guys just, can take all the credit.
2: Well yeah, just to mix it in, uh, you can use hashtag Redeye too if you want and you now maybe those are from us, maybe they're from Red Eye, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But,
5: but no, there cool, was like, one uh, of um, one of uh one of Keith's uh, one of Keith's posts. He's like, Wow, he's like ever since I put this post up, we just we got like a dozen a dozen backers in the last like ten minutes. And it, at the very same time as he put up his post Steven had put out a post on Twitter basically. So. Yeah, I took all the credit. It's me.
2: Yeah, well, Steven yeah. must have been disappointed when he knew that you got all the, the, the likes uh, all the traffic.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't even follow me back on Twitter yet. He follows Darren back, and I don't know if he follows Berdella back yet, uh, but, uh, yeah, he hasn't followed me back yet on Twitter, which and I, I unfollow anybody who doesn't follow me back eventually.
2: I started doing that, and then I started feeling bad. But I shouldn't brag, but i got a couple celebrities that follow me on Twitter. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Vanilla Ice and Tom Green. But...
1: Oh, my. Is it Vanilla Ice or is it Rob Van Winkle on Twitter? I'm going to look him up as soon as I get off this.
2: Oh, he's, he's Vanilla Ice. He's all in now because he's got a show where Vanilla Ice is in the name, the Vanilla Ice Project. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So it's Vanilla Ice. So maybe we'll get him a well, cameo on go. the Rock and the Hard Place.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got the in there. You'll have to get him, yeah, get him to retweet Rockin' a Hard Place. <laughs> Rockin' a Hard
2: Place. <laughs> I'll tag yeah, him I'll a couple of posts, see what me. he does.
5: Yeah.
2: I'll be like, hey, for 2000 bucks, you can get a walk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's
3: awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool, too. I mean... Uh, like this show it's uh you know we're going to put this everywhere we're, this is going to be on iTunes um Stitcher Radio like we're going to this thing is going to live on just past today you know so um we're definitely going to be reposting that out there for people to continue to listen to that maybe didn't get a chance to listen to it live and uh you know so we'll continue to share that and hopefully other people do too you know
5: yeah, yeah so i awesome. good to everybody out there listening whether it's today or tomorrow or whenever com. And then, and when you tweet out that you're that you pledged, make sure to hashtag omp Open Mic Podcast, so we yeah, know where you came from. I, I got to
2: ask you one thing too. You guys, we going to come in here today, but because the weather didn't permit, would it be possible for you to come in here again? Now, I I heard you're saying that you, when you were a kid, you did some Superman videos.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: When I was a kid, me and my brother, my brother Chris that comes on here every once in a while, we made some parody Batman videos. And I don't know if you'd like to judge those for us and let us know how they are, but we actually, we we made them, it was Fat Man and Slobbin instead of Fat, or Batman and Robin. And uh, they're kind of embarrassing, but I think everybody would get a kick out of them. But uh, I, I think, I don't know, I want to have you guys back on here and, like maybe we can even do some acting or something. Maybe something could be. Maybe we can make another one. I'll be Beard Wonder. <laughs> be
5: beard wonder. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, definitely awesome yeah, have to. Love yeah, to be I on mean, the show actually, actually in person. person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's I, a lot you easier.
5: You're telling me that there, there are sounds that like you can't hear if you're not there in person.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well. If if you have headphones, <laughs> you can hear everything, and you'll, you'll have headphones. Yeah, so.
3: no, we got it all hooked up now, so everybody can hear yeah. what we're doing. We got to get oh, oh,
2: okay. the, the
5: that was, studio so that audience. was back in the day.
3: But just like you guys, oh, like, no. we, we had to start somewhere, you know, yeah. and then we like slowly
2: progressed and built ours, our show, and yeah, we've worked our way up into the basement of an office building. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are oh, you getting closer to like Wayne's World then?
2: That, you know, I get so many people exactly. that say that. They're always like talking about Noah's arcade, and yeah, we're like this close to first floor.
3: Yeah, right. like, it's gonna happen for us one of these days. I'm mean, my fingers are crossed.
2: I the one thing we're shooting for, you guys are shooting for the uh, the like a network television program. We're shooting for heat, so maybe in our next studio.
0: Yeah, we're,
3: <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get some heat up in here. Maybe some salt in the driveway. Right.
0: So. <laughs> heat is good. <laughs>
2: yeah. guess, looking for heat in a safe walkway. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty fifteen. Things are gonna happen. Yeah. All right guys, well uh you wanna let's see, what's the you can go to w dot com and uh we'll put everything on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, so
3: R A A H P T V on Twitter, hashtag rockin' a hard place. Um check that out. Um yeah, go to the website, Kickstarter, and then if you pledge, it's just through Amazon, so it's, like, really simple to do, um, and you can choose your donation levels. Um, yeah, cool stuff. We definitely want to have you guys back on um, later on during the project.
2: We'll follow up with you guys, see how things are going. Even after it. I don't care. You guys yeah. have so much going on. I think we could talk to you forever.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. We'll always Yeah, yeah we'll absolutely. always have
2: something to talk about. Cool. All right, yeah, cool. Absolutely. Well, We'll post all the links on Facebook, all the links on Twitter, everything, and we'll we'll try to help you out as much as we can. And everybody, remember, even a dollar is a big deal. It's you know, a dollar can go a long way in this situation. So, yes, but
0: definitely. Okay,
2: all right. Well, thanks thanks a lot for being on. I really appreciate it. This has been an awesome time, and I, we got to have you back on and talk more film stuff sometime. Definitely, definitely.
1: Definitely. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And uh, uh, hashtag walk off.
2: Walk off. Okay. I'm going to write that one down so we can put them on there. Walk <laughs> off. All right. Wait, that's mine. All right.
5: <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. We were, we were, we were, yeah, we were listening earlier. Yeah, I know. On the drive home. <laughs> I love
1: it, the walk yeah, off. Yeah, I, I should have hung up there, but I didn't. <laughs> so I, I ruined it. Is that, isn't that how it works?
2: Oh, you really should have. That would have been great.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, all right, cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.
2: All right, we'll see you later. All right, guys. See you later. All right. That was awesome. Ah, cool. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, we have Chris Shaw talking about uh, social drinkers. Uh, hashtag walk-off.
0: Sweet.
4: <laughs> Is this a party crowd in here tonight? Is this a party crowd? It's a lot of, I don't know if you feel it, but it's like a lot of energy in this room. You, they probably could channel some of this energy and start some shit. It's good. We have any tequila drinkers in here? Tequila drinkers. Ooh. Any whiskey, Scotch, or bourbon drinkers? Whiskey, Scotch, or bourbon. Any brandy, vodka, gin, or rum drinkers? All right. Any cognac drinkers? Two black people. All right. <laughs> I like that when everybody was making noise. Like, cognac going out of style. All right. Uh. Anybody ever had moonshine? Moonshine, what's that? Any wine connoisseurs? Mad Dog 2020, Wild Irish Rose, Boone's Farm, Snow Creek Berry, After How about Night Train? What about Thunderbirds? Anybody like Kool-Aid? Kool-Aid going once, going twice. So.
0: Red
4: Red Kool-Aid. Got you.
0: Let's
4: go old school. We want everybody to be part of the show tonight. Any Tang lovers in the house? Tang lovers, make some noise. Woo ooh. All right, let's remix that. Any Pong Tang lovers in the house tonight? Pong Tang, that's a special kind of party. You gotta have a pass to get it in. Any bottled water drinkers? Evian, Dasani, Irish Mountain, Fiji, Ozark, Smart Water, Jefferson Hill, Aquafina, Perrier, Sam's Choice. Yeah, I don't like to discriminate. Not part of my show. Jägermeister and Jägermeister drinkers. It's <laughs> getting louder. All right, last but not least, we have any beer drinkers in Lansing, Michigan tonight. Beer drinkers. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. All right, that was like the best response I've heard all week. Right here, you have the opportunity to upgrade.
0: <laughs>
4: Are you regular beer drinkers here tonight, or you die-hard beer drinkers? Die-hard, hell yeah, die-hard means you live living here in a police car. That's what die-hard. <laughs> Group <laughs> Out of those different categories of drinkers, you've got two different groups of drinkers. You have white people and you have everybody else. <laughs> I hate to separate, them. there's a difference. If you folks calm down, I'll be more than happy to explain it to you. <laughs> if you ever engage in a conversation with somebody and somebody briefly interjects and says, hey, there's no difference in black people and white people when they're drinking. Consider that person not your friend. <laughs> They don't know shit about you. There's a big difference, and everybody in this room tonight knows it is, because we all drink alcohol. We all react totally different. Everybody in this room. Black people, it's the same story every single time. No matter who you put in this scenario, we drink, we talk loud, we possibly make some funny jokes, we either pass out or we drive home drunk. That's the end of the story. No surprise. White people. You guys are a little bit different. Oh yeah, it's a known fact that you have a higher tolerance for alcohol. Therefore, you get bored with drinking. And that's when you create drinking games. Are we all on the same page yet? I'm not from around these parts. But I know you got lots of drinking games off here. I can only name off a few. Beer, pong, pub, cross, keg, stands, quarters, pass out, ever 40 hands. You need duct tape for that shit. Who the hell cares around duct tape when they're drinking, white people?
0: Ooh, check, check.
2: All right, we're back. All right, well, what an interview. That was fantastic. That was a good time. That was awesome.
3: That was cool. We definitely have to have those guys back on.
2: I love the fact that he used the walk-off. It totally went over my head. I realized that a little bit afterwards, and I was like, oh, man. But, yeah, if he would have hung up on me, that, oh, God, if we, he would have hung up on us, that would been great. Podcast <laughs> gold. <The> walk-off. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you do that. Like I said, we'll post all the links and everything. Um, but, wow, what a guest. How do we follow that up? We only got a little bit of time left, but that like 20 was awesome. so, but... But uh, anyways, yeah, so it's been a while since we've actually done news stories or anything. I have, uh, I have a little something here. I don't know if you want to go over it. It's, uh, yeah, what do you got? Um, this is, I'll just give you the intro to it. All right. Uh, in past years, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission has created a searchable database of emergency room visits around the country. Um, and this, uh, they, this, people who wrote this article... See if I can find where I got it from to give them credit. I'll figure that out later. They trolled the database and found the finest examples of insertion showcasing extraordinary bad luck or uh, just maybe they did it on purpose or something. But they have a list here of things that have been pulled out of people's bodies in emergency
3: rooms. Oh, wow. I know everybody's okay. mind's
2: going to go right to the gutter. And if anybody else has any things that they've had pulled out of their bodies, go ahead and call. But this is not always. It's not about all the bad stuff. It's, it's about some, some good stuff here, too. Let me see if this works. It's not working. That's all right. Um So this is what people have had pull out of their bodies. Oh, there we go. Got the applause going. So we're going to start with... I'm going to have Andy see if you can guess any of these. Um, ear. What do you think would be something that somebody have pulled out of their ear? Oh.
3: Um... I don't know, how about maybe like uh like a Lego? That's a great guess. Something like that.
2: There is no well, there's no Lego on here. Um there is a butterfly. What? A now this person must have been big, a Hershey Kiss. <laughs> Not sure how that got in there. Those
3: things are huge.
2: And I'm I'm assuming they didn't pull this out, but gasoline? Um this thing what? quotes some balls. Somebody put some balls in our ear. Wow. That's not unusual, I think, for a kid. Why not? A paintbrush. Wow. Uh, a seed.
3: Okay, I can see a seed.
2: I know somebody that didn't go to the emergency room for this, but that pulled a stick out of their ear. What? This was not me, by the way. Somebody was sitting there in their chair, and it was a guy. And he, could, he said he kept feeling like he could feel something in his ear you know like his ear just felt weird so he kept rubbing it and rubbing it and everything and then all of a sudden he stuck his finger in there and he could feel there was something solid so he kept rubbing it and he was able to get his hand on it and it wasn't a big stick by any means but there was actually a stick in his ear like he must have been mowing a lawn or something kind of brushed his head and like the stick went in there and broke off
3: i saw someone one time uh when i can remember back when i was in grade school um a kid uh running at another kid and, and jabbing him in the ear with a pencil. Yeah. Like, he went and sharpened it. And then that was like... On purpose? His, that, yeah, on purpose. Like, that was like his little trick was to go by the guy and sharpen it. And then when a guy turned turned his back, he, like, hit him with a pencil. And uh, <laughs> I remember the kid getting a pencil in the ear and I was like, oh, man, that had to hurt.
2: I accidentally uh, stabbed somebody in the ear with a pencil in eighth grade.
3: Dude, it hurt. It I hurt. felt really bad. It hurts when you even, like, Like uh, get a q-tip or something too far down there like that hurts like i can't imagine something like a stick or like something like that that's crazy
2: yeah no kidding i don't even know how deep your ear goes like i'm not sure what it could hold three feet no i have no no (laughs) no idea that
3: is a
2: huge ear (laughs) i don't think i've I've never gotten anything stuck in my ear although have you ever done one of those earwax candles
3: no, I've seen someone do one of those, but I've never I've never tried one.
2: No, me neither. I've seen uh some guy I used to work with would do them and bring them in forever, you know, share with the class, I guess. But Yeah, yeah. Uh but I never seen I've never done it, I should say. But uh well, that's for ear. So we got uh, you know, seeds, a paintbrush. I'm assuming just the the action part. Uh some balls, gasoline, butterfly, or just kisses. So we're going to move on to nose. Oh, man. Now, a nose. What do you think would be stuck in a nose?
3: I'm going to go gummy bear.
2: Let me check. This is kind of a longer list. (laughs) Um, There's no gummy bear. I'm sorry. No gummy bear on this one. All right, G.I. Joe. No. No? No, no, no gummy bear. There is... Now, this person needs a little less than on where to put stuff. An earplug found in somebody's nose. You <laughs> Got a, a crayon. I could see that as okay. a kid. Why cran, cran. Stuff a crayon up in there.
0: Sure.
2: Um, a heart-shaped gem.
0: Oh.
2: You could bedazzle. Um, now, naturally, why wouldn't you stick a plastic eyeball up your nose? Got uh, all your favorite denominations of change, dime, penny, and nickel. Oh. A double-A battery. As a full-grown adult male, I don't think I could stick
0: <laughs> a double-A battery in my nose. Like, I
2: don't think it would fit. A uh, small decorative rock, a sponge, two erasers. Maybe one in each hole, I'm not sure. Mulch.
4: You've
2: got to be careful of that mulch when you go to have a good like smell. And you go, smell this mulch. What do you think? <laughs> Take Isn't me to the, the emergency Is it the all-natural mulch? Or, uh, uh, I think so. The, it doesn't specify. I think, and... I think it's organic. <laughs> uh. Here's a, a quote that placed a bead in her nostril. Patient has no complaints. So I guess that's not that bad. Uh, we move on now to a different body part, the throat. Mm. The things that get caught in your throat. Let's see if there's any here that would be obvious. Well, they give some reasons here why people swallowed the stuff, too. Um, We got a whistle,
0: Mm.
2: which I would think that has to be like the old cartoon where somebody inhales a whistle. I wonder if I have a whistle sound effect. Let me check. Every time they try to talk, it's like blowing a whistle. Yeah. yeah. They can't talk without singing a song or something. And you would think with all these... (laughs) 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 You're like... Uh, welcome to the podcast. I inhaled the whistle. I apologize. I can't stop. <laughs> a whistle. We have, well, uh, oh, I bet there's a good story behind this. An engagement ring stuck in somebody's throat. Ooh. Somebody swallowed a quarter while taking a shower. That happened. I know when I have money, I'm like, I can't trust this quarter anywhere else. But in my mouth. We got a school logo magnet. Confetti. A screw. A taco. Apparently an entire taco is stuck in somebody's throat. Screw sounds dangerous. This must have been a kitty. A ball of string. Meow, meow, meow. And the last thing I would want in my throat, a bee.
3: Oh, man. I think that bee is more common
2: getting a bee in the throat. And you would
3: think, yeah. Especially like if they get into a soda or something like that. And you drink it and they get in your mouth.
2: Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's stingy. If you're allergic to them, man, that's not where you want it. Now, as we move on to body parts, this is where it gets a little bit more graphic. I'm going to try to think of a way to, uh... I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to try to be creative about this. I'll just say yeah. male. I think if I say male, everybody can figure out what I'm talking about. Okay. Boy, okay? All right. We'll leave it at that. Um, Do you know what magnetic buckyballs are?
3: I have no idea.
2: They're just little metal balls that are magnetic, and you can make different things out of them. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Had to remove some of those. Um, (laughs) Fish tank air hose. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh,
0: Those
2: are sick, dude. Oh... (laughs) What about a wide wooden dowel? Oh, yeah. Oh man. A nail? A marble? Wait, a nail? A nail. Yeah. Now here's one, and I'm quoting this. I'm not sure which direction, whether it's long or the short way. (laughs) A domino to please the ladies.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah.
3: After a nice intense game of chicken foot. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so... Oh, man. A BB, a sewing needle, and an antenna. That rounds up the list for male. We'll go on to female. Oh, yeah, female. Um, Glue stick, barrette. I can't read that one. Uh, Toilet paper. Long black object. I don't know what that means. Um... A male ring, <laughs>
0: uh,
2: a rivet, <laughs> I can't read that one, but let me circle it, have you read it, I'm not, you don't have to read on the microphone, but it's, uh, there's, in the female, it's a circle bump. That's actually what they wrote on the ER report. <laughs> Has to do with worms, we'll leave it at that. What? If you want to know more, look up the article yourself. That is crazy. Uh, spoon, pencil eraser, plastic bottle of cream, lid still on, napkins, <laughs> napkins, we'll leave it at that, there's more to it. Now we can go to the part of the body everybody can relate to, somebody's knocking on the back door, who's going to let them in, don't let them in, because it turns out it's a pencil, pencils, shampoo bottle, cologne bottle, lotion jar, boy, it's a long list soda can, soda bottle, flashlight, bathtub stopper, shot glass that was broken, sock ice pack, and of a curtain rod, remote control to scratch, apparently, that's what it says, it's for scratching reasons. I'll leave those four out. I'll leave that one out. A lighter, toy submarine, toothbrush holder, two halves of a bar, so pool ball, and a lit bottle rocket. Cool ball. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this year's list of things removed from people in the oh, ER. crazy. If this was the old show, we could have done a lot more with that. But I think we did good. Yeah, yeah. We did good. That was good. Good find. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, a guy that I know named William Heidenvryk sent me that, so... <laughs>
1: Don't feel your Weidenreich.
2: So thanks, Bill. It's not hype. It's Heidenreich.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: man.
3: German for Heidenreich. It's crazy what grown-up adult people do.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then... Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine doing any of that, let alone going to the hospital to have it taken out. Do you want to know what, uh something else some crazy people are doing?
0: Sure.
3: I found this pretty interesting and I've, I've kind of been following this story all week and uh, watching the videos on YouTube and their website and all this stuff. But there, uh, there's some people out there that uh, are recruiting some folks to um, go on a one-way ticket to, uh, to Mars. I read something about that. And I saw an
2: article about it
3: and build a new civilization, and there's no coming back. And um, they're actually going to um, fund this whole whole thing by uh, um, advertising and uh, creating a reality TV show. Um, <laughs> cause apparently, we can broadcast a signal back from Mars, and, and uh, they have TV over there,
2: apparently. Can you imagine? Now, when I think of reality TV show, I just think of, like, real world.
3: That's what it is. Like, four people set to live in a pod. True story.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> With They said that uh, uh, this is, I'm not even kidding, the pitch for it um, to get people to sign up. Now, people have signed up, like thousands of people have put their name on a list. Yeah. And uh, they're starting to whittle that list down uh, to pick the, uh, the, the four people. They're going to send, like, four every, like, so many years, um, starting in... Uh, um, they're launching their first unmanned mission in 2018. Uh-huh. And then uh, every two years, crews of four will go starting in 2024. And uh, basically, they said you get um, something weird, like 36 hours of training or something like that.
2: That's and, all you uh, need. That's all you need to travel need. to another country or a planet. And-
3: I'm pretty sure you got to sign a wafer. Uh, <laughs> when you get there, you got to figure out how to make oxygen. And, uh, Four things like that.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> to find out what,
2: happens, what when people stop being polite. True story. Four strangers picked a die on a, just a barren planet. Welcome back, Puck. <laughs> <laughs> Puck ate the MREs with his fingers. I was so grossed out.
3: <laughs> but they have, like, legit, like, they have these, like, little pods and stuff that they're supposed to like uh create this civilization up there and there's no coming back. It's like a one-way trip. Um if you get a hole in your suit, uh that's on you. Yeah. Apparently. Sorry about it. There's limited medical facilities there. Um but the pitch was <laughs> limited. Yeah, very By limited. limited means none. There's some. There's yeah. some. There's maybe like a first aid kit or something.
2: They, they got some SpongeBob band-aids in yeah. the back, so yeah, if you a scrape something.
3: Little something, just be careful, you know. But uh, the pitch was, to get you to sign up, was how cool would it be to, in your social network, to get a selfie from Mars?
2: <laughs> oh, those are the type they're trying Bragging to get, huh? rights, dude. Right, yeah. Bragging
3: rights. You got a
2: Mars selfie. You get those duck lips going with, like, Mars Rover behind you? <laughs> Nobody's out doing that.
3: But could you do this? I can't believe no. people are
2: actually considering doing this. You know what, if I and I mean this and I wouldn't even have time. Like if I had like terminal cancer and I'm like you got three months to live, but it takes like six or nine months to even get there, so
3: I would still wait for a
6: cure, dude.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be my luck too. I'd like <laughs> land and I'd be like, uh,
6: can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? They're like, Oh, how do you
2: I don't know how to break this to you but uh, they just cured every form of cancer and you'll actually <laughs> outlive people without cancer. I, I'm eating space ice cream and it's really dry. Right. And we're running out. Right. <laughs> right and we're out of SpongeBob band aids.
3: Oh man. But no, this is crazy. Um, they're doing this apparently. This is a, like an actual thing, and uh, they might actually get this get this off the ground. But I mean, you can't expect uh, that you're really gonna start a a city there or something that's like ridiculous right
2: they must think they're going I I don't see how they're going like the the financial just to what are they going to land on there you know like how are they going to there's a lot of questions they need to answer I know they're going you know going nuts like finding people to go live on the Mars for them. but how about just the science behind it I know they can get stuff there but I don't know if you followed that Mars rover lander thing yeah, but that was a few billion dollars to get a little robot on there and you're going to land a capsule. Yeah, good luck. And then and then they're
3: going to connect these capsules yeah. every time one lands or something.
2: Here's what's going to happen. Here's your reality show. They should call it Watch Us Slam an Alive Human into the Surface of Mars. Cuz that's <laughs> all
3: it's going to be. <laughs>
2: If they make it there,
3: and can they transmit back? Like what? Yeah,
2: they could do that because it's just a straight line of sight. So, I mean, if they land on the right spot, they wouldn't have any problem. You know.
3: I mean, crazy though, right?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like, if it's going to be a video feed, like the Mars rover does, pictures, high def pictures, but they're talking reality TV show. How boring would that be? They're just going to sit there and hope they don't die every day. Yeah. I think it would be boring, at least. Like, they can't go out to the bars and get drunk. And I suppose... May- Imagine the confessionals. <laughs> <laughs> he was peeing outside of the vacuum again. And I told him not to go out there.
3: <laughs> I said, you're going to tear your suit.
2: <laughs> get back in here, little mister. He was like, I was so pissed. This morning I went, Puck drank all the tang. <laughs> There's nothing else to drink. We're space people. Who eats space food with their hands? Right. <laughs> a- you have one guy with AIDS with an accent. He's, <laughs> he's going to be like, I am an astronaut living with AIDS. And Puck's going to be like, oh, just shut up. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think Puck had just farted in the capsule again. And it was gross.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> Give me some more of that space peanut butter I want to eat with my fingers.
3: But this is crazy, and they're like, uh, so yeah, these guys are like, you can get merchandise on their website. If anybody wants to check this out, like, this is a legit thing. It's uh, mars-one.com. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're selling merchandise, like, I guess anything to, you can buy, like, a $100 sweatshirt, I don't know, just to uh, probably raise funds and stuff, but
2: they got, like, partners, they got, like, sponsors already. Um, like, this thing's happening. The thing is, though, it's I disagree. It's not going to happen, but what is going to happen is Rocking a Hard Place. And you go to com and get all the details. I don't think it's going to happen. People are just going to be slammed into the surface of Mars if they make it that far. Crazy, right? It would be cool to say you went to Mars, but they just want to be famous. Everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame. Not everybody can be on Janesville Community Radio. I wouldn't want to be
3: sent there and then not be able to come back, though.
2: Yeah. Like, no Thanks. Yeah, you're that desperate to be famous.
3: They're even doing, like, uh, not these guys, but there's another, uh, like, like uh, you can pay to go on, like, a uh, space shuttle Yeah, like, to go and then come
2: back. Oh, yeah, I've seen uh, Branson. That dude was doing it. Uh, I don't Richard even, Branson. I don't even know if I do that. Makes Dick Branson. I think I could do that, but it's, you're talking a couple hundred thousand dollars there. Yeah. So financially, I don't, I mean, I think it's like $300,000, and that's more than I make in a year. Yeah. Just barely. Like, I'm wondering like how much the
3: seats are, like maybe in the luggage section.
2: Yeah. Just yeah, to, I don't just a stowaway. I don't need something. first class. Yeah. I mean I probably don't even need a view if I could just be weightless for a little bit. I'd be fine. I don't think he really gets out of the atmosphere though. I think they barely do. Like they, come they get right back. Yeah, they get like SR seventy one Blackbird high and then they just come down and it's like, well, mm-hmm. big deal. I mean if I'm up there floating around for a little bit. If they're like Please quit being weightless and put your seatbelt on. We're going to come back down. Then maybe I'd be in. I don't know, dude. Too many things go wrong. No.
3: Right. I've seen these guys, though, train. Uh, they train in, like, a, um, in like a pool yeah. underwater. Yeah. And, like simulates being in space and stuff like that. It's not as
2: wet, though, in space.
3: No, not as wet. Okay. But, like, they have the suits on. But just as dangerous, though, being in water in those heavy suits and stuff. Um, But they get to simulate their whole environment and things like that. That's pretty interesting.
2: I'm surprised more people haven't died um, in space. Have you watched, kind of on subject, that dude that jumped from the balloon and looked like he was in space? Like the highest skydive ever? Yes. Holy cow. In the spacesuit. Yeah.
3: Jumped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's nuts. That was pretty crazy. Good for him that he survived that and... He was, like, right on the edge, though, right? Yeah. Like, right there. He was almost in space, and he's jumping off of something. Yeah, dude. And, like, as he's going down, like, he gained control eventually. But at one point, he was out of control. He was just flying around. And he said he thought he was going to pass out. But yeah. I don't know. I jumped. And, again, I don't kind of bragging, But when I was a kid, I went up five stairs, and I jumped onto a pillow. And that was, uh, that was terrifying enough. I did do the high dive at the... The local Rockport pool. Oh, scary, dude. I did, and I I got to the point where I would dive off it headfirst. I couldn't do it now. I
3: actually saw someone belly flop off that. Yeah.
2: And, like, they needed help getting out of the pool. I can imagine. Like, that was high, dude. I wonder how high it is. Cause I wonder if it's as high as we thought it was when we were kids. It's pretty high. You think so? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I remember that pool. A lot of sunburns. Yeah. yeah it was a good time. Yeah, I remember feeling like I was going to die for, like, three weeks after going there. I think the worst I ever got sunburned was at Noah's Ark one time. My skin was, like, peeling off me. It was terrible. No, I take that back at the air show one time. My head, it was right when my hair started falling out, and I didn't realize that Ooh. the sun was hitting my scalp. Yeah, yeah. And I'm in the sun for the entire day looking up, and my forehead right here, it turned black. I mean, chunks of skin were falling off. It was terrible. And I you probably think, should have went to the doctor.
3: And you think that you would... Uh Remember it for next time? Yeah. But you never do. No. And it just keeps happening. It's like this vicious cycle. I've
2: never let it get that bad, but you're right.
3: Blisters, dude? you are had right. blisters.
2: I have Ugh. had blisters. I never had blisters. On Horrible. One Shoulders, time dude. on my back, I decided I was going to work outside without a shirt on, just for a little bit so I didn't have to put sunscreen on. Yeah. Get a base going. Yeah. That never works for me ever, and I forget that every year.
3: Yeah.
2: That didn't work, and I got sunburned. But luckily, while I got sunburned, I was sweating really bad. So all that sweat built up underneath my burnt skin. So my back was just like one big sweat blister. And that was disgusting. But uh, fun. How fun is it? Am I the only one that when you get a sunburn, a bad one, the payoff, is it or is it Fever not? Is setting in. No. Not that so much. Oh. Not the fever dreams, but peeling the skin off when you're done. Peeling's a good time. You can't tell yeah. me you don't get a sense of accomplishment when you get yeah. a big sheet. you Kind of not- feel like a snake. Yeah. Yeah. Like and you yeah. just feel it kind of like coming off you and you're like, "Dude, oh, this could be a good one. Yeah, yeah,
3: definitely, that definitely. Yeah. That's well worth it. Yeah. Well worth the pain and discomfort and tears. You know what,
2: I'm, I'm going to hit up a tanning booth. Yeah. I'm going to give me a burn so I can peel. I can only tan for like two minutes, dude, seriously. I swear to God, if yeah. I go, I have gone tanning in the past, like when I tried to look good and I had to start at five minutes. I couldn't, if I went beyond that, I was dead. Yeah. But if I go five minutes, like 10 times, and someone asked me once, like, why are you tanning? Like, right. there's no business in a tan. <laughs> well, it I, feels good.
3: And right. I said, well, because I'm stupid. Right. <laughs> That's the only reason why. It does kind of feel nice and warm. It does. It feels good. very
2: nice and warm. But
3: feels good, but uh, very bad for
2: you. Extremely bad. But we actually are out of time. Oh. So. Well, till next week, right? It's going to be a good show. Yeah, what do we got next week? Uh, next week we, the we got the AX.
3: Uh, yeah, the and Xavier Experience coming on. Uh, we're going to catch up with him. That's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, should be a good time. Looking forward to that. And, uh, hopefully,
2: uh, hopefully some heat. Yeah. Maybe some salt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We got, uh, Aaron Xavier coming up. Um, got some dancers. we got all kinds of stuff. You'll hear all about it. We'll
3: cool stuff. we got all kinds of things
2: happening. Yeah, com. We'll post more on that.
0: Twitter wars.
2: Twitter wars coming up next week. We'll post details, rules. We're going to draft next week. Going to be crazy. If we can. If we have to push it back, we have to push it back. But we're Target next week. We'll post the rules this week. Um, everybody enjoy. We'll be back next week. Aaron Xavier. We've got uh, my friend Stacy's coming on Valentine's Day. We're going to do a special Saturday show that you're not going to hear. You're going to have to listen to it afterwards. So, um, All right. I think that's it. So, on that note, for Andy Anderson and Chad Sheridan, it's been the Open Mic.
6: Slash walk-off. Listen, all oh, you prize fighters who don't want to meet defeat. Take a tip from me, see off Joe Lewis's B. Now he's won all his fights, twenty-three or four, and left twenty of his opponents lying on the floor. They all tried to win, but the task was too hard when he laid that hound bone up against our board. Listen, all you pride fighters, don't play him too cheap. If he lands with either hand, he'll sure put you to sleep. Fighter. I bet on him. He knows just what to do. I'm talking to you. Now he packs that in his left. He carries the plunging right. Either one will make you groggy or as high as a kite. He charges on his opponent from the beginning of the gong. Them into submission.
0: Then
6: they all sing a song I bet on the brown bumper For oh, he knows his stuff And lays it on his opponent Until he get enough Now he's a natural-born fighter Who likes to fight them all The bigger they come He says the harder they fall